This week's message, given by Pastor Stephen Yoon at the Sakasani United Methodist Church, October 18, 2020. The message is The Gratitude Path, Give and It Will Be Given to You, based on 2 Corinthians 9, 10-15, and Luke 6, 38. It's good to be with you. Would you join me as I pray? Oh God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your presence with us this morning. We thank you for our church family who supports us, nurtures us, surrounds us in good times and in tough times. Bless us with abundance of joy and gratitude as we are seeking to walk the path of gratitude. We give you thanks and praise for your life-giving word. Feed us with your word so that we walk in your truth and become true disciples of Jesus Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So here's the story. Two brothers decide to go ice fishing. They head out and find a nice spot, cut a hole in the, in the ice, and stick in their poles. Suddenly, a loud voice booms from above. There are no fish here. They look around, look at each other, look up. They don't see anyone. I suppose we'd better move, move then, the, other, the older brother said with, to, to his uh, younger brother. They get up and find another spot for fishing, cut a hole, stick in their poles with, with their hopes of catching fish. Once again, the voice booms from above, there are no fish here. They look around, look at each other, look up, there's no one. The young brother who's a Christian recalled the stories in the Bible where God spoke to his people. So he calls out, God in heaven, is that you? The voice responds, no, this is the skating rink manager. There are no fish here. Well, there are moments when we feel unsure confused about God's voice and God's will for our lives. Oftentimes we confuse God's voice with our life circumstances. When we are called to give thanks to God in all circumstances, the word that I shared in the beginning, give thanks to God for everything in all circumstances. Even in, in challenging moments of our lives, the reason why we give thanks in all circumstances is not because God wants us to suffer and go through pain, but because such pain and suffering can never separate us from the love of God. It can never separate us from God's sustaining presence. After last Sunday's worship, several members of our church family Call me and email me and saying what difference having an attitude of gratitude 
made in their lives. The differences they experienced when they concentrate on things they are grateful for, not things that they don't have or not things they uh, miss. I heard a story of one of our church family this week. He was talking to his, one, of his fr- one of his friends who fell upset and angry about the cancellation of an event. When one of his friends asked how he's doing, he said, I am grateful. Remember the simple practice of gratitude that I uh, invited you to exercise? So he spread the word, spread the message to his friend. And he felt amazed how that simple message changed his own outlook on things. And even the outlook of his friend. His friend told him how thinking about gratitude changed his whole mood. Again, it's not a magic. Saying thanks, thinking about gratitude is not a magic. You know, each day we feel a range of emotion to all kinds of circumstances and situations, including anger, frustration, disappointment, Great and gratefulness too. But we choose which to give expression. We make a decision. We make a choice about which to give a dominant voice. As you look back upon this past week, I invite you, friends, to take a moment to think about which got a dominant voice in your heart this week. Saying I'm grateful, writing a gratitude journal are the practices practices that help us to give voice to gratitude. And when you give dominant voice to something or someone, it can be louder, right? But when you give a voice to gratitude more and more in your life, your heart is blessed with a greater sense of calm and peace. That's the power of gratitude. So friends, think for a moment. What is ruling your heart, ruling your decision-making these days? As we learn more about gratitude path through this worship sermon series, I hope and pray that we could deepen our sense of gratitude in our everyday circumstances and grow an attitude of gratitude so that grumbling, discontentment, anger do not rule our hearts, our decisions, our relationships, and our, li- and our lives. Last Sunday, we thought a little, bit, a little bit about the nature of the gratitude path, the path that Jesus called us to walk as his disciples. As we reflect on the story of ten lepers, first, I mentioned that the gratitude path is the path that brings you closer to Jesus and to His saving grace. Second, the gratitude path is the path that you should turn back, turn around, turn back from a heart of grumbling, turn back 
from a culture of ingratitude. And this morning we're going to think about another important nature of the gratitude path. First, the gratitude path is the path that is grounded in God's goodness and grace. We talked about the cultural forces that promotes the heart of ingratitude. Our individualistic culture promotes the idea that we are responsible for all the good that comes our way. We have earned it, so we deserve it. It's ours. In one of the scenes from Simpsons demonstrated this cultural mentality. When a family was gathered for dinner around the table, the Bar Simpson say a grace. Dear God, we paid for all this stuff ourselves, so thanks for nothing. Yeah, you worked hard. You worked hard to make money, to buy groceries. You spent time cooking the food that you have. Then why do you have to say a grace and to give thanks to God? It is, it, it, that, that's the mentality, the cultural mentality that a lot of people are having. Gratitude is about affirming the good in our lives and recognizes its, its source. Most importantly, God as the source of all the goodness that we experience. As someone said, gratitude is a way of seeing that changes our gaze. It leads us to see where the goodness comes from. It's a grace-infused biblical lifestyle, lifestyle that radically impacts how we view and respond to things in our lives. And when we practice gratitude through our words and action, positive ripple effect is generated through every area of our lives. It affects people around us. But again, it doesn't come naturally for us. Gratitude can be fleeting and hard to sustain over the time. And this is why it's important to develop and cultivate an attitude of gratitude as a spiritual discipline. I hope some of you started writing a gratitude journal as our uh, stewardship co-chairs suggested last week. One day you were inspired to keep a gratitude journal and it lasts then less than a week. This is from my own experience. You begin a family project of making a moment of gratitude part of your bedtime ritual. I heard someone talking about painful dinner exercise in which no one eats until everyone at the table says something that they are thankful for. You know, it's supposed to remind you about the meaning of Thanksgiving, but it feels more like a turkey hostage situation. You feel thankful when it ends. In terms of our human nature, our default posture is one of ingratitude. We tend to focus on negative things and give 
more attention to what we don't have. But what God's grace does for us is to reset our posture to one of the gratitude. That's what God's grace does for us. The prominent theologian Karl Barth wrote about the relationship between gratitude and grace. He said, quote, Grace and gratitude belong together like heaven and earth. Grace evokes gratitude like the voice an echo. Gratitude follows grace like thunder lightning. Unquote. What he talks about in this statement is God's grace is inseparable from our sense of gratitude. Because God's grace becomes the source of our gratitude and joy. Whether it's a big or little, whether it's special or ordinary, all the blessings coming from God. In other words, gratitude is something that must be cultivated by the grace of God. If, a grati if gratitude is a seed, it's the seed that can grow and be sustained in the ground of God's goodness and grace. In 2 Corinthians, passage read by our third graders, Kylie and Emma did a wonderful job reading this morning. And this letter, Paul uses the illustration of seed to explain that the resource God gives us are not to be hidden, wasted, or thrown away. They should be cultivated so it could produce more crops. When we invest what God has offered us in His work, God will provide us with even more to give in His service. In this letter, Paul invites them to give generously to support the Jerusalem congregation. What he, what he reminds them is the fundamental truth that God is the source of all blessings, everything good. Christians are called to be grateful because of the example of God. Our gracious God, God of generosity. God showed us His unconditional love through His Son, Jesus Christ, who laid Himself upon the cross for our sins. But oftentimes, our gratitude to God depends on how well things are going in our lives. God's grace is unconditional, but our our in response to God's unconditional grace is conditional. There are times when we go through discouraging, challenging moments in our lives. And it is easy to become ungrateful and negative. But what Jesus assures us in those moments is that our response to God's unconditional love is our unconditional gratitude. As the author Kent Millard notes in his book, The Gratitude Path. Let me say that again. Our response to God's unconditional love and grace is our unconditional gratitude. 
Our unconditional gratitude to God can be expressed and practiced by generosity, which leads us to my second point about the nature of gratitude path. The gratitude path is the path that leads you to greater generosity. Our unconditional gratitude can be expressed by the giving of our time, talents, treasure, during, even during uncertain times. In this letter to Christians in Corinth, Paul talks about God's grace. And then he encourages Corinthian Christians to be generous on every occasion. Every occasion, not just when you have economic prosperity, not just when your bank account is filled with money, but on every occasion. And that's what it means to express unconditional gratitude to God. When Paul wrote this letter to uh, Christians in Corinth, there were hard famine in Jerusalem. There was poverty. The people were suffering. It had left many people impoverished in Jerusalem. And the Corinthians had promised at one time to do their part about helping out. But as of the writing of this letter, they had not yet made the good on their pledge. And in this letter, Paul is encouraging them to see that by neglecting their giving and generosity, they were overlooking God's grace and gratitude. According to Paul, grace produces giving. In verse 8, God has made all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Since God has put such a supply of grace into our account, into our lives, He is the one doing the giving through us. We give out of the abundance God has already given. But that's just the beginning. As grace produces giving, giving produces gratitude. The gratitude to God among people. Our giving and generosity not only meet others' needs, but also produce thanksgiving to God. Back in May, when we were still in lockdown, we found an envelope with an old plastic jar outside of the sanctuary. In the envelope, we found a $50 cash with a handwritten note. I think Larry found it in front of the sanctuary. And in this note, it is written, In the midst of famine and poverty, I plant this seed for the ministry of God. There was no name written in the note. I don't think it's not a member of our church. If so, he or she would, wouldn't give an offering that way. But as I was reading this note, I was deeply moved 
by the generosity of the stranger in our community. And to note, this person seemed to be in a financially challenging situation. But this person gave what he or she could out of generosity, out of gratitude to God, and planted the seed of gratitude for God's kingdom. The $50 donations was uh, dedicated to our hybrid VBS program. It was used for the children and in ministry to children in our community. Friends, between now and October 25th, I want to invite you to take a moment to count your blessings and pray about your giving and reflect upon what offering you plan to give to God through our church in the coming year. And we ask you to bring your estimate of giving card with you to worship on Sunday, October 25th, which is next Sunday, as we are celebrating the Gratitude Sunday. Are you ready to experience the life-changing power of gratitude, my friends? Do you want to grow in the path of gratitude? Give generously. That is one way we can walk the path of gratitude with Jesus Christ. Jesus said, give, it will be given to you. And Jesus said, as it is with open hands that we give to God, it is with open hands that we receive from God. When we open our hands with gratitude, God fills our hands with greater generosity, greater blessings. That's what Jesus promises in this passage. So friends, give. It will be given to you. Amen.